The gut plays a foundational role in our health. It's been said that the road to health is paved with good intestines. And for thyroid thrivers, this is 100% true. Today, we're going to be talking to an authority on the topic of thyroid and gut health, Dr. Joni LeBay. We're going to help you connect the dots between your thyroid and your gut. And we'll also cover some of the most common underlying gut issues for those of us with thyroid issues. This is going to be a highly informative show, Thyroid Thrivers, so stick around. Hello, Thyroid Thrivers. Welcome back to another episode of Thyroid Healthy Bites, a weekly podcast dedicated to helping you live well and eat well so you can feel well. I'm Ginny Mahar, your host and the face behind the apron at hypothyroidchef.com. we now have such a greater understanding of the role that gut health plays. Gut health affects so many aspects of our health, especially our immune health, our digestive health, and our mental health. As thyroid thrivers, we are unfortunately a lot more prone to gut issues like gut dysbiosis, IBS, SIBO, H. pylori, and other gut infections, and intestinal permeability, also known as leaky gut. And this can kind of be a chicken and egg issue sometimes, like which came first, the thyroid disease or the gut health issue. But one thing is clear for sure, prioritizing our gut health, healing a compromised gut and doing all that we can to maintain good gut health is foundational for thyroid thrivers. And for many of us, that can be an ongoing process. I know it has been for me. That's why I am so thrilled to have my special guest here with me today, Dr. Joni LeBay, to talk to us about the thyroid and gut health connection. Welcome, Joni. It's so good to have you on the show. Thank you, Jenny. It's great to be here. So I'll just uh, share a little bit about you before we dive in. Dr. Joni LeBay is a functional health practitioner and board-certified clinical nutritionist. She specializes in science-based nutrition with a focus on hypothyroid, Hashimoto's, and hormones. She has advanced training and certification in integrative medicine and nutrition, functional blood chemistry analysis, functional neurology, and functional endocrinology. Such a cool range that you have in your training is just amazing. Dr. LeBay is one of the country's leading authorities on thyroid disorders, including Hashimoto's disease. She's the founder of Thyro Sisters and creator of the Thyroid MVP program. And MVP stands for Measurable Verifiable Progress. I love that. She's also the author of the Amazon number one bestseller, Thyroid and Menopause Madness, why you feel so lousy and what you can do about it. And it's not just menopause, it's your thyroid. So you are in good company here today, Joni. It's so wonderful to have you on the show. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to be here. And what a, what a subject, you know, we, we have all these thoughts about our gut, you know, listen to your gut and, oh, I feel it in my gut. So much wraps around our gut emotionally and physically. Absolutely. Well, before we dive into gut health stuff, can you maybe tell us a little bit more about yourself and what brought you to this work of helping women transform their health? Yes. Well, um, about 10 years ago, I um, ran blood work on myself and found out I had Hashimoto's. I had been on uh, uh, Synthroid and level thyroxine for 20 years, up, down, up, down, couldn't lose weight, couldn't think, <laughs> you know, couldn't lose weight. I'd go to the boot camps with, uh, at the gym with girlfriends, they'd all lose 10 pounds and I would lose two. And um, it, I finally ran labs on myself and for my own survival, I had to um, uh deep dive into this. And uh, I, I found out I had this Hashimoto's, which is the main reason for hypothyroid. And it's also um, 50 million people that are on that have hypothyroid. The main reason is Hashimoto's. So oftentimes they don't even realize it. And Hashimoto's is a whole different discussion than just plain vanilla hypothyroid in that it attacks not only the thyroid, the digestive tract, the liver, 
um, the adrenal glands. So um, it's all encompassing and can be the reason why, even though you're taking your thyroid meds, that you're not seeing some of the results that you would like to see. So I, um, I at that time, dove into some of my mentors who are just Datis Karazian. Maybe you've seen some of his work and uh, Isabella Wentz and um, just wonderful pioneers in this field. And uh, then from there, uh, developed protocols that worked for me and life went on and it just uh, morphed into, you know, what can we do that's practical um, and really see changes in not only, um, not just diet and lifestyle, but changes in our, and how we think and how we respond to our family and friends and just having that sense of optimism, you know, in life, it goes beyond what dress size we are and, uh, you know, what, what we're thinking, especially about ourselves, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Our body hears everything our mind says, right? <laughs> it does. And we have to think about what we're thinking about mm-hmm. and especially not putting ourselves down, especially if we've felt sick and we've gone to the doctors and we're doing everything right and we still can't turn it around. And that's when um, we can't be, the studies call it self-loathing. And we don't use that term very much in our society. And um, I have Hashimoto, so I don't, I didn't like this term when I first heard it because I thought I'm not self-loathing, but it's the little chatter. I call it when we're in the Twinkie zone, when we're about ready to fall asleep or we're driving by ourselves in the car and our minds going shoulda, woulda, coulda. And that is not self-loathing, but it's an easy way to keep putting yourself down, putting yourself down. And there's, there's no benefit to that none. And so the more that we think about what we think about, the more we're able to govern our thoughts, we're able to govern our body. It comes first with our brain and what's going on, our thoughts, that governs our thinking and then in turn our how we implement certain things that we want to in our lifestyle. Mm. What a great foot to start off on. I mean, I think about the, you know, not just the thyroid gut axis, but the gut brain axis and how that ties in. I think about my own journey as a thyroid driver where, you know, I'm passionate about this. I've made it, you know, my livelihood to uh, specialize in and, and inspire others with thyroid healthy living and eating. And my own experience, gut health issues have been something that's popped up for me, you know, a few times throughout my healing journey. Yes. Uh, Like dysbiosis, especially. Mm -hmm. Um, And I love that you bring that up, you know, the piece of we have to speak kindly to ourselves because it's really easy for us, you know, myself included to go, what did I do wrong this time? Yes. You know, how how is this my fault? I'm not doing enough. I'm not good enough to overcome this. And, you know, I had a doctor say to me last week, like, don't do that to yourself. Like, you know, there was something on my test results that was different. And I'm like, what did I do? What what could it be? And he's like, don't do that to yourself. That's right. That's right. It's not. It's part of this. We just... We only have so much control. We can control the things we can control. And then the rest of it, we have to just kind of love ourselves through that. So I love that you kind of start started this interview with on that foot of let's come at this from a place of love, even when those uh, obstacles pop up on the healing journey, in spite of our best efforts, in spite of us trying really hard, you know, to stay healthy. That's right. It, continue to value yourself. And you you hit a nail on the head there, Ginny. It's we we're not um we don't we we've got to govern. We've got to govern ourselves. It it supersedes vitamins and supplements and uh, you know, we've got to be able to through all the mechanisms that we do do to, you know, through 
um, exercise, calling a friend, you know, practicing our faith. Uh, these, you know, we know the list of how to cope with, you know, the stress that's going on mentally um, when when we just, uh, we've got to implement it though, you know, mm -hmm. and cancel these negative thoughts, especially about ourselves. We, we need to be our own best friend. It's not narcissistic. It's not self-centered. The more that you like yourself, the more that in, in a healthy well-rounded way the more you can give to others and your gifts and talents can be given you know if we're sick and we don't feel well we we introvert you know mm -hmm. and I love I have many friends that are introverts and I am I consider myself that but I mean by that term that we close off we're not as open you know well, and this is personal to you too. I mean, you know what it's like to be on this on this path, like your patients. And that's one observation I've made over the years is some of the best thyroid practitioners out there are the ones who came to this through their own thyroid issues. And that's they right. went, oh, yeah, this is a whole thing, isn't it? There is a lot to this and people need help and guidance with it in so many different forms. So grateful to you for the work that you do and so happy to, you know, share you today with the listeners and really excited to talk to you about gut health because this is, you know, such a, a overarching theme on the thyroid thrivers journey. So I guess my first question to you is, in the people that the women that you work with, and you know, you're a thyroid specialist, kind of a midlife, you know, peri and menopausal uh, specialist as well, dealing with all kinds of hormonal health and things like that. How big of a problem are gut issues in the the patients that you work with? It's jaw dropping. We have to identify and get to the root cause of what is causing the gut issues, because it's one of the biochemical pathways that modulate the thyroid. And we know from studies, there's 90.5 billion with a B uh, proton pump inhibitors uh, from pharmaceutical sales annually in the US, just in the US. And there's 70 million Americans that report digestive issues like heartburn, you know, um, IBS. And the reason is, as you know, is that the, the largest nerve in our body, the vagal nerve, connects our gut with the frontal part of the brain. And in the pituitary area, which produces TSH, thyrostimulating hormone. So we've heard the term, oh, the mind-body connection. Well, it's physically true. We we have a saying in functional medicine that we stabilize the digestive tract and the brain clears up. So I know many of our viewers are saying, well, how do I do that? And, and one of the ways is we've got to test and find out the root cause. Is it, as you mentioned, SIBO? Is it IBS? Why do you have IBS? Why do you have SIBO? Um, and uh, we'll get into how we're going to connect that, but your, your work and your uh, recipes and all your encompassing uh, beautiful service really helps that we, you know, most of us need uh, guidance in preparing for this, preparing the kitchen, preparing our mind. And so we find out something that is off with the gut. What I love about your work is that with ease and grace, you supply that, you know, what am I going to eat? <laughs> how am I going to cook this? I cook for a family, you know, how can I implement this? And so that's why I, I love and utilize your tips and recipes. And um, it just, that's huge. That's so kind of you to say, thank you, Joni. I really appreciate that. Um, you know, I, one thing I always stress to people is thyroid healthy eating is gut healthy eating Yes, yes. It, because it can get overwhelming to people. Oh, there's all these 
you know, changes I'm supposed to make in the way I eat and how do I do this? And that's totally valid. And, and that's what I do is try to help people with that. But one thing I feel might be, you know, helpful for people to kind of grasp as like a philosophy is it's not just about the thyroid. It's about your gut health, your cellular health, your energy, your digestive health, your brain health, your mental health, you know, all these principles, all these foods, it's kind of the same. I mean, there might be little, you know, specific tweaks for various And with gut health, you know, when you're looking at something like SIBO, you know, where people need to be doing low FODMAP, I mean, there can be sometimes very specific dietary needs for different issues. I don't want to discount that, but generally speaking, you know, the principles of thyroid healthy eating and thyroid healthy living are what I think of as gut healthy living. So I'd love to hear a little bit about that from you you know, what's your take on that when you talk to patients about food and lifestyle and things like that? What do you feel is really effective for people at helping them heal and maintain their gut health? Yes, you're right. The If, if we identify that there's one issue going on, as you said, it's all encompassing undiagnosed issues can go into play and go into balance on homeostasis. But what I like to do is start with what what is the root cause of, say, these gut issues, thyroid or no thyroid issues, but um, usually thyroid is very much connected to that gut. So as we talked about, it's poor diet um, and poor diet. Does, I talked to a lot of my clients say I eat well, meaning I eat breakfast, lunch and dinner. I don't snack. I don't have a sweet tooth. And um I'm pretty much gluten-free and I'm pretty much dairy-free, you know, but um, so as we touched on, the biggest part of the component is going gluten-free and dairy-free. And um, the studies tell us it's soy, sugar, excess alcohol, gluten, and dairy, and amalgam fillings, oddly enough, left over from when you were a kid, the amalgams. So we, we, those are the big offenders that we can control. And so um, poor diet's one. The next thing is I like to test and not guess. It streamlines us into getting to the root cause because this is your life. And let's rip the Band-Aid off, get on with it, find out what's going on and see results, not perfection, but progress, progress over, especially over a four to six month period. So um, change in diet with, especially with a lot of the tools that you give that can really expedite that, that process, but then to test. And now you and I are talking about functional medicine. Now in functional medicine, we can find out what the root cause is. We can find out the next one would be stress. Oh, I'm doing fine. You know, this is just my life. Well, it could be fun and that's your life, but we have to, it's good to know what are your cortisol levels, which are, um, uh, the, it's a hormone release from the adrenal glands and also modulates your thyroid. So from testing um, blood work, we can find our saliva testing. Uh, I can send you a kit. We can find out what is your, how is your stress impacting your life or not impacting it? But um, we live in a, a busy world and it's, um, I don't know that some of the stresses that we contend with these days, you know, post COVID uh, are, you know, we have added things that we think about and to be able to process that, keep our gut intact. Why do we care about that? Because we want our thyroid to work. We want our ability to uh, take in a stressful situation and be able to react to that and be able to, uh, in in an appropriate manner where we're not deer in the headlight and unable to do whatever we need to do in that situation, which is sometimes it's not a crisis, but internally we feel like this is a crisis. And it's Mm -hmm. like, no, I'm just in traffic, you know? So why am I, why am I overreacting to this? And that can be an indicator of that. 
Another thing is low-grade bacteria infections, which we can identify on blood work, um, or viral or parasitic. Uh, and with science-based nutrition, we can um, eradicate that. And they can be just simple things that maybe you picked up as a kid that has gone rogue. And so we can get that into remission. Uh, the next thing we're, you know, we're talking about underlying reasons is uh, decreased enzymes. Uh, not only digestive enzymes, but systemic enzymes that would decrease inflammation, operative word, to, to get inflammation from head to toe down, which um, we, we can't do unless we lead a gluten-free life and um, hopefully dairy-free. Um, so uh, decrease probiotics, decrease, uh, well, the flora in our digestive tract. We need probiotics for that. Sometimes we can identify that low enzymes, we can identify, is that an issue? And then gut inflammation, which is, um, it can be due to undiagnosed uh, food intolerances. And that in turn can cause this leaky gut that we talk about, where the tight junctures in your digestive tract open up and they, good fats, proteins, carbohydrates can be leaking out into the bloodstream. And so your body thinking it's serving you starts bombarding these wonderful particles, uh, thinking it's serving you. And so you don't have a fever, you don't feel bloated, you might not have any manifestation of that, but it can be a big cause of inflammation. A lot of my clients say, I was on this diet and, and it just didn't work, this, that, or the other diet. And that's why diets don't work. We've got to find out several things, but one being, do you have this leaky gut? And if so, let's get it repaired. And how do we repair it if we don't know if, do you need enzymes? Do you need probiotics? Do you, does it need repairing in the first place? But that can be one of the reasons why in the past you were on the best diet in the world and it didn't work, mainly because inflammation was being derived from from these particles entering the bloodstream. Mm -hmm. So um, there's one big, huge offender. There's many things that can go off with the gut. And I love talking about the gut because that's where we transfer T4 to T3 mostly, um, which, you know, is as you, T4, as probably your viewers all know, it's four parts of um, iodine. And it loses an iodine in the gut and becomes T3, mostly in the gut. There's a little bit of that that happens in the thyroid. But here again, that's another big reason why we've got to have the gut stable. Um, the gut also produces our neurotransmitters. I didn't know this up until a few years ago. I thought dopamine, GABA, acetylcholine, um, serotonin, the feel-good happy hormone. I thought that was all produced in the brain. And it, uh, it is, but a greater amount, here again, is produced in the gut, transferred up to the brain. So if the body is inflamed, it's transferred through the largest nerve in our body, the vagal nerve. So oftentimes clients find, oh, you know, I just have a more spring in my step just because the gut cleared up. And in turn, domino effect, that helped the thyroid. Um, one of the bacterias that are very, that's very prominent for some reason is H. pylori. Uh, while there's no one test for H. pylori, it's, it's so prevalent and it's the, that's the root cause reason for, uh, gut dysbiosis. Uh, this H. pylori is normally a bacteria, good bacteria that maybe we even picked up as a child. And it just stays in our digestive tract and uh, promotes good flora. But if it goes rogue and there's this dysbiosis or unbalance, then this, you know, you can Google what it looks like. This small uh, bacteria, H. pylori, it has, a, it has a tail on it. And it actually burrows into the mucosa lining of our gut over time, and then it colonizes. I mean, this is gross. There's even a little YouTube video on it. And it and 
so here you are being on the best diet, taking your thyroid medication, and this little H. pylori um, survives by it by releasing enzymes that reduce the acidity in your stomach. Can you imagine? Ah, okay. So is that kind of tied then to why so many Hashimoto's patients struggle with low digestive enzymes? Yes. Yes. And and even SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. Well, that little bacteria can be in the small intestines. And um, that's why even testing for SIBO, a breath uh, urea test, um, can also identify or suggest that this is H. pylori. And um, um, think of an unwanted house guest that turns up the thermostat and everybody else in the house is sweating, but they're creating an environment that they want you know, in the house. And same with H. pylori. It releases more enzymes than than the acidity, which we want acidity in our stomach, creates this environment that it likes, not us as a human being. So this long tail propels into the doggone mucosa lining. And so, you know, that's one of the things that we really want to eradicate, to see results. And, you know, sometimes it'll start with hiccups. Um, It's just like, guy, for the last month, off and on, I've had hiccups when I've never had hiccups before, you know, burping, we get it, we can get it from contaminated water. Uh, We could have picked it up as kids and it stayed fine. And then as years went on and stress and hypothyroid and hormonal changes, then it just spread and buried itself into our mucosa lining. Um, and 10 to 15% of, of um, H. pylori turns to ulcers. And really unchecked, it can turn to just constant nauseousness. And it's like, I feel nauseous okay. all the time, but I've been tested and nothing's wrong. I don't have COVID, you know, but that's why I wanted to kind of look at H. pylori in regard to the gut. It's one piece of the puzzle, but it's so common. Now, is this one thing that has surprised me along the way that I've learned about some of this stuff through my own, you know, (laughs) adventures in gut dysbiosis is that uh, like my doctor taught me a lot of this so-called dysbiotic or bad gut flora is present in the gut, like E. coli. Right, Like a lot, we have a little bit of E. coli in the gut. It's when these things over proliferate. So is H. pylori, does it fall into that group? Yes. Do we normally have a little bit of H. pylori and then it can just over proliferate and become problematic or? Exactly. Exactly. It, a little bit of that. And, you know, it's part of the bacteria that we want to see in there. And um, the gold standard in testing is um, maybe uh, is a fecal test. It's a GI map. Uh, that's one way to test and here again, not guess, and really find out is this the culprit or is it something like E. coli or something? So we find out through urea breath tests, um, uh, which is where you take a a pudding substance or a pill or a liquid and you swallow that that releases this carbon molecules from and that's what the uh h pylori is producing and so um that's another way the urea breath test the stool test and then working with a functional medicine uh practitioner is really helpful because there's patterns in blood work uh, that would suggest H. pylori, like um, low protein, uh, higher low globulin. Uh, uh, so there's patterns that we look at that bring us to a conclusion that this really looks like H. pylori, and then apply the science-based herbs and supplements and dietary things to that issue. Okay. So, and you do a lot of, of testing with your patients. And so I'm, I guess my, I'm curious, 
what do you see when, you know, you do this like full spectrum testing, you're looking at everything, the stress hormones, the gut, et cetera. And you're dealing with a lot of, you know, women with Hashimoto's or hypothyroidism. How prominent is H. pylori? Or maybe are there other, what are some other really prominent gut health issues that come up for you amongst the patients you work with? Yeah, well, um, a lot uh, is uh, IBS, you know, irritable bowel, where, oh, I'm constipated, then loose stools, constipation, loose stools. Um, But actually, um, I have a blood panel that would check uh, for over 22 different biochemical pathways that modulate the thyroid. And um, H. pylori is a little culprit. It can... See, it can call, it can be the root cause of insulin resistance. So I test for insulin and glucose and hemoglobin A1C, but um, we want to know, do you have insulin resistance? Do you have a low-grade infection? And if so, is it viral, bacterial, parasitic? It won't tell us which of the millions of that it has, but it'll go into the category. And we know what we can target and, and get that into remission. Um we uh, we look for a fatty liver. Um, the uh, even I like to test for magnesium. We don't get much of that mineral in our soil anymore, and uh, that supports over three hundred biochemical pathways. So um, and also B the lack of B twelve and folic acid, which you know we can now genetically test for but if we don't have that gene anomaly maybe you've been hearing about the mthfr gene anomaly well whether you were born with that gene issue or environmentally over time your krebs cycle's not making b12 and folic acid we really want to know that because that produces a substance called homocysteine and homocysteine is due to inflammation um, and all, all of this modulates the thyroid. So we look at all of these things and on a macro basis, and then we to identify the root cause so that you can go on with your life and be the best version of you, you know? So, um, I, I like to start out with this blood panel, um, which I have a national contract with LabCorp. They're the largest lab in the country. So I can send a client into a LabCorp anywhere except New York and New Jersey where their states don't allow that. Um, And uh, we can get to the root cause of the problem. And uh, on that blood work, we can't identify H. pylori, but we sure can tell if that's, that's a pattern that shows. But like you said, we can, uh, all gut issues we want to take into consideration, especially with Hashimoto's or hypothyroid, um, because we want that T3 uh, to be big in our lives. You know, I I test for seven different markers for thyroid. And one of them, um, normally in the regular medical model, which I have the highest respect for, but Normally, there's not enough to be run to uh, get to the root cause of the problem. So we look at all these parts of the puzzle, bring them together, and then here again, with ease and grace, we just go through our process and and we're on it. We're looking for progress. It doesn't happen overnight, and it's something that one is probably going to have to manage for the rest of their lives. But so what? You're going to live big. You're going to be a normal weight and, you know, you're going to be able to think and raise your kids and do your, the joyful things in life you enjoy doing, you know? Yeah. Okay. So the gut issues like H. pylori are, are typically then indicated by uh, either a stool test or a breath test, or maybe both. Is that correct? Well, we can identify uh, first from blood work, from blood work patterns. There's and, indicators on on blood yes. work and then, okay. 
And then if we hit a plateau, then we, or we can go straight to um, the fecal test. Uh, sometimes we don't need that because the problem's resolved. Uh, quick story, I had a, a man, five, he was full, you know, he was in his fifties, five foot 10 and he weighed 110 pounds. He couldn't keep food in mm. and he had gone through fecal tests and, um, you know, he didn't feel good. He wasn't, you know, it, he was just, it was awful. You know, he did, had no energy and um, had many fecal tests done. And we sent a test into um, GI map. We found an obscure um, pathogen and um, antibiotics was going to be the only thing that was going to be responding to that. He went on that and then we built his gut back up and, um, I still work with him and he has, you know, he's 175 pounds at this point. Wow. So, yeah. It's um, so the gut, there's where our immune system starts. So finding that is really helpful. You know? Yeah. You, you talked a little bit about treatment and, and building the gut back up. What does that entail typically? Um, normally, uh, we start with testing and mm -hmm. we get the results of that back. And then I create a um, program. There's no cookie cutters. Everyone's different. So it entails creating a nutritional program for you based on your blood work results. And then um, diet changes. I don't even like the word diet. I don't believe in diets. Diets don't work. But for lack of a better word, lifestyle changes. And that's where I love the service that you offer because you streamline that, you know, on uh, going gluten-free. We just, we, there's jaw dropping results when we're able to change our diet and um, be able to go gluten-free. Why? Because we go gluten-free that decreases inflammation. And that's the big doggone secret behind weight loss. We're able to get the weight down because the inflammation came down and the inflammation came down because the big offender gluten and dairy and soy, you know, genetically modified food is not in your gut anymore. So, and then there's, there's certain herbs like today we've been talking about how, how would we eradicate like this certain bacterias, but then we, we have known bacteria, I mean, um, herbs that help with like a golden seal and black walnut and oregano extract, um, green tea, big antioxidant, uh, which helps with that probiotics. There's a pro now there's pro, as you know, there's probiotics for acne, being pregnant. Um, and, there's a probiotic called a bifidobacterium. It's a probiotic, it's fermented, and it competes with H. pylori uh, on the receptor sites of the mucosa lining. So the bifidobacterium is on the lining on those receptor sites rather than the H. pylori. So that's been a great probiotic. And um, then the gut repair, like L-glutamine, uh, licorice extract, aloe vera, um, but none of that, all of that pales if you're still eating gluten, <laughs> you know, and dairy. So we've got to implement your, um, your thoughts and your protocols, uh, that's going to elongate life and the quality of life, you know? So yeah. really, it sounds like a, just a multifaceted approach you're using, antibiotics where necessary, some herbs, supplements, probiotics to help repopulate the gut with healthy bacteria and using food as really found a foundation of, you know, facilitating that gut healing and um, especially avoiding those inflammatory foods. Exactly, exactly. And we can find out what foods are offending your digestive tract and what variables, what moving parts, pull it under one roof, find out it's a gift and find out and then implement. And you have such great practical ways on the dietary side of life. And um, 
you know, we have science-based supplements, not even a bottle of vitamin C goes out of here without text sheets. So you can Google well, what happened on clinical trials when a person took this, that, or the other. So it's not just my opinion or let's try this or let's not reinvent the wheel. You know, let's just get in with a mindset of expectation that um, because clinical trials, because uh, clinical history, um has said this is going to work why wouldn't it work for you you know and mm -hmm. it's just it it's not easy but it's worth it you know and it Absolutely. doesn't yeah it doesn't happen overnight but it it does happen and you look back and go oh boy i i'll never go back on that again you know yeah yeah Hey, thyroid thrivers, I just wanted to pop in with a quick message you might be interested in. If you're listening to today's show and thinking, this is me, I know that I need to do better at healing and maintaining my gut health. Here's what you need to know. Food is medicine and thyroid healthy eating is gut healthy eating. So if you're ready to get started with thyroid healthy eating, but you just don't know where to begin or maybe you know what you need to do, but you just need help getting the ball rolling or maybe getting back on track with your food choices. I invite you to check out my Thyroid Healthy Meal Plan Kickstart. The Kickstart includes meal plans, shopping lists, a 50 recipe e-cookbook, a Thyroid Healthy Eating Guide, and a mini course on the what, why, and how of Thyroid Healthy Eating. The Thyroid Healthy Meal Plan Kickstart walks you through a four-week program designed to help you cut out the foods that aren't serving you and your health, incorporate those foods that do, and also identify your unique dietary sensitivities. Because remember, we're all biologically different. And part of finding your ideal dietary approach is identifying your unique dietary needs. So I've included a food sensitivity tracker and a step-by-step -step guide on how to use the Kickstart, not just to implement my Kickstart meal plan, but to come away knowing so much more about those personalized food sensitivities and nutritional needs. So if you're ready to get kickstarted with thyroid healthy eating, check out my thyroid healthy meal plan kickstart. You can learn more at hypothyroidchef.com slash kickstart. I'll put the link for that in the show notes for you. And also to thank you for being a fan and listener of the Thyroid Healthy Bites podcast. I've got a little Easter egg for you. I'm hiding within this episode. You can apply the coupon code THX as in thanks 25 to get 25% off the Thyroid Healthy Meal Plan Kickstart. So once again, you can find that at hypothyroidchef.com slash kickstart, and that discount code is THX25. So apply that at checkout to get 25% off. Okay, friend, I hope that helps. Thanks for listening, and let's get back to the show. Well, I can personally attest to that, this, you know, dealing with uh, testing for, first of all, uh, all kinds of underlying root cause issues and discovering gut dysbiosis was something that was really uh, transformative for me and happened at the beginning of my healing journey. I had an overgrowth of, I want to say it was like Klebsiella or some kind of bacteria that I, I had never heard of before that showed up on this stool panel, which you know, there, yes, there's an ick factor, but our poop can tell us a lot That's about right. what's going on in our gut. And, you know, my doctor was like, here's, here's the options. We can do antibiotics. We can try these herbals. You know, what, what do you think? She gave me her input. We decided to start with some herbals. And after, you know, I always emphasize like food, and lifestyle are have been foundational to me from the get go, and it is the first thing my you know holistic, functional, sure. integrative doctor talked to me about. However, so important to do the work that you're doing with patients and to get the testing done. Tests don't guess, so you're not just throwing spaghetti at the wall or throwing the hand full of darts at the wall. You know, throw whatever at the wall, and nothing is sticking, or you're just you're trying all the things and you're just not getting anywhere. But we found that one thing, we came up with treatment and that from the time I started taking the treatment, 
it was like not even 72 hours. I got my energy back for the first time in four years, Joni. I had forgotten what it felt like to wake up and have energy because I had been tired every day from the time I woke up to the time I went to bed and told by my conventional doctor, that's normal. You're just getting older, you know, and I'm in my late thirties at the time, but it, the way I describe it and people have been listening to me for a while. I've heard this before. It was like, you know, the, someone had flicked the light switch off in my body for four years and 72 hours into treatment for this gut dysbiosis. Yes. The light switch got flicked back on. That's how huge and how quickly it happened. And then all the other things, you know, getting my micronutrients corrected, correcting some of those micronutrient deficiencies, eating better, removing those inflammatory foods like gluten and dairy and sugar and soy, alcohol, especially alcohol is horrible, horrible for the gut. Um, All those things. So I just want to share that with the listeners as a story of hope and you know, I'm sure you can probably, you've seen these outcomes in your practice. Time and time again. And so it, yes, it does bring hope and, and uh, beyond hope, just not just wishful thinking. And I hope this works, you know, it works just anecdotally from experiences. I had the same thing, you know, I won't go into that now, but same thing your life turns around you know and um and things go into remission there's no cure for Hashimoto's but we sure can get into remission and live big and um in fact I just want to leave you with this thought and, and your viewers the um there was a study done uh, uh this has to do with our brain and how we view ourselves and um the ability to come from abundance, even when we're in the thick of not feeling good or challenges going on. And um, so they did this study where they ran blood work on the participants. And I don't know why it was all women, but they gave over 2000 women a hundred dollars. And they said, there's no judgment. You can keep the hundred dollars or you can donate it to a nonprofit of your choice. So they Ran blood work before they gave them the hundred dollars. The women made their change, uh, their decision, and then um, they re-ran the blood work again. It was so fascinating. The women that chose to keep the hundred dollars, the blood work was exactly the same. It wasn't worse. It wasn't better. But the inflammatory markers, the white blood count, um, was better on the group that donated to a nonprofit. And so um, amazing. It it just goes to how important what how you think about yourself um, is so important. And it decreases. We have scans now that can tell like MRI scans where we can tell that there's if you're thinking uh, negative thoughts, especially about yourself, which is autoimmune. Autoimmune is I'm confused. It, what's a toxin versus what's a gland or organ? And so it starts attacking glands and organs, thinking it's a toxin, your own body. And that's why we can't be self-loathing. We, we can't afford it, especially as Hashimoto kids. And um, just governing our thoughts, thinking about what we're thinking about and, and not feeling guilty. Um, I love Dr. Carolyn Leaf. Um, uh, she's a uh, neuroscience and, um, I, I, she's just wonderful. She's a prolific writer and all on, um, how neurology and, uh, impacts us and how we're thinking, uh, impacts us. And, um, she, uh, she came up with, there was a list on her website. I'll send you the link. Um, that the 10 things that you shouldn't feel guilty about. And there are simple things like I'm not doing enough. Oh, I slept in an extra half hour till seven o'clock in the morning, feeling guilty and shameful. Um, You know, it's Saturday afternoon and I'm going to take a nap. You're not wrong and you're not lazy if you take a nap, you know? And I think in this, you know, 
big world, you know, we're on and on and on and on. And that's my take home message that, you know, be kind to yourself, be, um, you know, don't beat yourself up. And through this process, you're going to have such great results. And you're literally coming off an opiate pathway when you go off gluten. So be proud of yourself. You, you literally are not addicted anymore to, <laughs> to an opiate. So that's my parting words. You know, I just would love, uh, you know, test and don't guess, don't beat yourself up and just come from a position of gratefulness as much as possible, even though I know you're in the throes of it, dark times sometimes, but we can, we can find the answers. I love that. And we've come full circle right back to where we started the show with. And I, I love that that's so much a part of your approach and philosophy. And, you know, you come to this with so much heart centered energy, Joni, it's just been awesome to connect with you and get to know you for the listeners, for anyone who's, you know, wanting to connect with you as well. Um, you have some amazing resources. Where can people find you? Um, at, uh, on our website at, uh, thyrosisters.com, T-H-Y-R-O-S-I-S-T-E-R-S.com. And we're on all the social media outlets. And um, yes, come, um, uh, I extend an offer for a complimentary, no obligation clarity call and uh, reach out to me and uh, uh, we'll, uh, we'll get together. We'll roll up our sleeves and really find out about you and, what your goals are, where you've been, and I promise I won't bite. <laughs> and uh, so reach out and we'll connect. And you also really specialize in, you know, menopause. And I know that is definitely either something the listeners are in the midst of approaching, you know, coming off of wanting to learn more about, and you've got a free ebook about that. It's not just menopause. Can you tell us a little bit more about that. And I'll be sure and put the link for that in the show notes as well as your website. Oh, perfect. Yes. It's um, 25 truths about root causes to thyroid. So I go, I deep dive into things that, you know, maybe has not been looked at before. So um, oftentimes I know I said, I'm doing everything right. I'm taking my thyroid medication. I'm going gluten-free. And so these are certain, uh, there's 25 different, oh, maybe I should look at that, you know, truths about how to manage and stabilize thyroid issues. Amazing. Okay. Well, that sounds awesome. I will be sure again, and include that in the show notes. Joni, thank you so much for being here with us today and for sharing your wisdom and your expertise with us. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so much. To the listeners, thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Thyroid Healthy Bites. If you've enjoyed the show, please don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a review. You taking that extra second to support this work helps so much and is so appreciated. I'm Jenny Mahar wishing you the best of health. See you next time.